welcome to the First Baptist Church Fairview Podcast. Here's Pastor Duane. What a wonderful time of worship and acknowledgement concerning our preschool. And I'm ready to dive into the Word of God with you. Go ahead and take your Bible as we reflect on enemies of thanksgiving. You know, I started thinking, how am I going to approach Thanksgiving season? What am I going to preach on? And uh, I had a lot of different thoughts with that in mind. But you know what? We have some enemies of Thanksgiving. And we should live lives of gratitude every day. And maybe we are, maybe not. Because some of these enemies will pop up in your life. One being pride. So as you look at Proverbs 8.13, just pause there. Go ahead and find Proverbs 8. And as you're turning in your Bible, I want to share a couple of things just concerning our church. Tonight, 6 o'clock, we've got a deacon ordination. I can't wait for that. It's going to be a great service. Two o'clock, we have a deacon council meeting. All ordained men can be a part of that council. As we talk to uh, the men, we will set apart uh, tonight. And it should be a great time. Also, I've had a lot of people ask me about Ecuador. I'll be taking a team next June to Quito, Ecuador. I'd love for you to join me. And that's uh, June the 3rd through the 8th. If you're interested at all, please see me after this service. We've got a commitment uh, day. It may be today, but, you know, we'll give a couple of days with that. But we'd love for you to attend Ecuador if God uh, leads you to do that. And uh, it's going to be a great, great mission. Also, we've got military um, uh, area to place military cards. Just pray for our military by the prayer wall uh, in our church. And make sure you're praying for all of our military, those from our church in our city that are serving our country even now. The last thing before I pray and then preach the word of God, I want us to pray for David Best right now. He's having uh, emergency gallbladder surgery, and we want to lift him up right now. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, God, for the excitement in our church. Thank you for all the ministries that are thriving. Thank you for new families here today. God, I pray you move in this service. But Father, before I preach your word, I do lift up David best. God, I pray that you would be with the surgeon and the nurses, and I pray that his surgery would go well even now. We pray a healing for his body. And all of God's people said, amen. Amen. You know, as we think about enemies of Thanksgiving, pride specifically, I mean, people try to sum up entire lives in things like obituaries, epitaphs, and tombstones. You know what I mean? An epitaph is like an inscription on a tomb or grave. And many times people put like a phrase, a one-liner to reflect on that person's life. And so this morning, I want to think about maybe how you will be remembered. You know, if you're living your life for the glory of God, when you pass one day, what will people say about uh, you? You know, I'm told that an Indiana cemetery has a tombstone that is over 100 years old, which bears the following. And this is the epitaph. Paul, stranger, when you pass by, as you are now, so once was I. As I am now, you will be as well. So prepare for death and follow me. An unknown 
stranger read those words underneath, scratched the following reply, to follow you, I'm not content until I know which way you went. (laughs) You know, think about an epitaph. Think about a one-liner. Think about something that they will put about you when you die. You know, Bill Bright is the founder of Campus Crusades for Christ. He devoted his life to reaching young people for the Lord and to strengthen young people who had already given their lives for Christ. And on his tombstone is this saying, a slave for Christ. A slave for Christ. We should live our lives with gratitude every single day for who God is and how he's blessed us in Christ. However, we battle enemies of gratitude. Don't get to the end of your life and live a life wasted, but live a life for God's glory, which Christ is then reflected by how you react, how you live, how you approach, approach situations on a daily basis. I, I want to think about this enemy today, this, this enemy of pride. Pride makes us think more highly of ourselves, doesn't it? And uh, the dictionary defines pride as the quality of having an an excessively high opinion of one's importance. It's kind of like, man, they just can't go on without me. I mean, look what I've done. Look what I've accomplished. Look at all my accolades because you know I deserve what I have. And oh, friend, you need to be careful with that attitude. All the things that you have is because the giver of heaven gave it. God. And so it's, let me, let me, let me say this. It's one thing to be proud and it's okay to be proud of achievements and who you are. Maybe you've struggled and, and in life's journey, you've overcome a lot of obstacles. It's okay to be proud, but not be arrogant with pride to say, you know, I did everything. Because really, you've got the health because God gave you health to do the things that you're doing. This enemy of gratitude, we've got a guard. Proverbs 8, 13, now look at your Bible, says this, the fear of the Lord is what? To hate evil, pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverted mouth I hate. So God says, I hate pride. I mean, I hate arrogance. I hate a mouth that's filthy. You know, he wants a clean heart and a clean life. So we need to guard the danger of being prideful. Now, I thought about preaching an entire message on Proverbs 8, but then I'm like, I want to give you an example quickly. Let me give you an example of pride. Now, take your Bible, and I need you to find 2 Chronicles, not Corinthians, Chronicles. That's in the Old Testament for the deacon body, all right? Uh, they'll get after me later today. Second Chronicles. Now, if you find Nehemiah, turn left. Second Chronicles 26. Let me give you the danger of pride and the life of a man of God. Second Chronicles 26. The danger of pride in Uzziah's life. We've got to guard against it. I, I want you to note something about Uzziah, and I'll, and I'll talk to you about uh, this man as we move along. But he had pride. He started well, he did not finish well. Look at 
And all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, made him king in the place of his father Amaziah. He built Eleth and restored it to Judah, and after the king slept with his fathers. Uzziah was 16 years old when he became king. He reigned 52 years in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Jechamah of Jerusalem. He did right in the sight of the Lord according to all that his father Amaziah had done. He continued to seek God in the days of Zechariah, who had under who had understanding through the vision of God. And as now underline this part: as long as he sought the Lord, God prospered him. As long as he sought the Lord. So I want you to note quickly um, Uzziah's prosperity. Look at Uzziah's prosperity. He did right in the sight of the Lord. That's God's goal. That we, we use our gifts, our talents, our accolades, our achievements all for the glory of God. It's not about me. Life is not all about you. It wasn't all about Uzziah. It was all about God. And though he started, well, I'm going to show you something really quickly in a moment. He did not finish his race well. The Bible says God prospered him, which means he succeeded in his journey. That's the literal translation of the Hebrew word to prosper. He was succeeding in life. Some of you this morning, you're succeeding. You're doing well. You're giving God glory, but some of you maybe not. And so that's where we need to repent and say, Lord, all that I have is not all about me. You've given me all that I have. And in turn, I want to worship you and make you known. I want you to, to allow me to prosper, which means succeed all for you. So I think Uzziah from these verses, Uzziah had a correct assessment in the beginning of his identity he had a correct assessment of the giver of all things, God. And he had a correct assessment of seeking God because the Bible says he sought after the Lord, right? And so he was doing well. 100 years prior, you have Rehoboam and he had torn the kingdom in two. So you've got two bitter enemies, Israel and Judah, Israel, Israel's kings, many of them reprobates. I mean, evil men, violent pagans who did so many dreadful things before God. So this in context was a very dreadful time for Judah. Uh, her bad kings were godless. Thank God for godly prophets and priests. And after the kings, you've got Uzziah, all right? I mean, his dad is chapter 25, Amaziah. And so you've got Uzziah in 26, but let's notice his father. Second Chronicles 25 two. check it out. And so he did what was right in the sight of God, yet not with a whole heart. You see that? We can go through the motions of religion easy. We can look like we've got everything together, but our heart be far away from the Lord. And so this man had a lot of potential and upside, yet he did not finish his race well. We know that Judah um, struggled under him. We know that Amaziah was def defeated by Joash of Israel. And so you've got this tragic character there. But then you've got his son. And again, he started so well with prosperity. Um, and then I want you to note something else. Look at verse 6 quickly. Check out his accomplishments. I mean, he had it going on. Look at this. So now he went out and warred against the Philistines. 
you know something about the Philistines. Definitely during David's time, they were, they were definitely a huge threat. And we know when David conquered Goliath and just all the, the ramifications from that event, the Philistines were kind of off the scene for a bit. They came back on the scene during um, Jehoshaphat's reign. And Jehoshaphat did really well as far as focusing on God and leading God's people to overcome the enemy. They went off the scene for a bit during that time. Now you've got them back on the scene during uh, Uzziah's reign. And so it says this, he broke down the wall of Gath, built cities in the area among the Philistines. The Bible says in verse 7, God helped him against the Philistines and against other people. And the Ammonites gave tribute to Uzziah. What am I trying to say this morning? This man had success. He had earthly success. He was thriving in his profession. This new king who was a military strategist. Now Jehoshaphat had thousands, hundreds of thousands of warriors on his military team. But Uzziah had maybe 300,000. So it's not like during this time he was accumulating just more warriors. He was actually a strategist. He knew what to do with the military. And he understood weapons, the Bible says, in this text. So he received a lot of applause. Man, this guy knows what he's doing in the heat of the battle. So military conquest, check. Uh, notoriety, he had it. I mean, prosperity, he was building buildings. He looked like the real deal. He had a powerful reign and was respected by so many people. He had security, and the Bible says, really, he had a lot of fame. God was prospering. As long as our eyes are on Jesus, he will bless us, amen? But he can also bring us down. He can humble us. A church can be humbled. I've seen it. Church starts thriving and, and focus on great commission work and reaching people and connecting with the city. But when that church gets her eyes off Jesus and, and begins to build her own kingdom, that's when that church will fail. I want us all to keep our eyes on Jesus. Don't lose focus. Don't lose great commission mandate in your life. Maybe God has blessed you with so much. Don't lose focus like this man because pride set in his heart and it was his demise. He had impressive achievements. He had an impressive God better than that. Look at verse seven. God helped him. God was blessing this man. Uh, but instead of being humbled by God's blessings and thanking God with a life of gratitude, he began to think that, you know what, I'm, I'm pretty good at this. <laughs> I, I mean, I can, I can arrange teams of military groups. I, I can help figure out how I'm going to overcome the Philistines or whatever enemy that we're facing. I, I'm pretty good. And he started patting himself on the back. You can do that, teenagers. You can do it all day long. You know, I scored this on a test. I did this on the field. I, I, you know, adults, you can do it in your profession. You're, you're climbing a ladder. And if we're not careful, we can start patting ourselves saying, man, I'm just, I'm really good at what I do. Again, it's okay to be proud. But when that, your eyes start focused on self rather than God, could it be that pride is setting in your heart? Be careful. 
This guy lost sight of what had made him so strong in the first place. He began to believe that it was his talent and his leadership that had accomplished it. And so verse 16 says this, he was unfaithful. He he left the Lord. And so the Bible says, look at 15 hits, his fame spread. I mean, his fame was all over the region and he believed the news clippings. (laughs) He believed the headlines. He got caught up in that rat race of, man, I'm just excelling here. And I can do whatever and I can become whatever. Which leads me to number three. I want you to note not only his pride, but I want you to note uh, the power that God gave him. But then he became so prideful. The proud man counts his headlines. The humble man is blessings. That's so true. Pride, if we're not careful, deprives us of God's help, making us over-reliant on ourselves and arrogant towards other people. And God doesn't want that. He wants James 4, 6. God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to humble people. He gives grace to teenagers who say, man, all that I have, it's it's not about me. The Lord has blessed me with my health and my ability and my talents and and my knowledge. So I want to, in return, in my profession, in my family life, give God all glory. And I don't want to be labeled a prideful man. Because I've realized this, even in my own life, anything I have can be taken I see, well, now I can see my Bible to preach right now. As you've heard my testimony, I cannot tell you in 10, 20 years I can do that. But now I can. And so I think that in itself humbles me a bit in my, in my life, in my pastorate to say, you know, all that I have, I don't want to just glory in degrees on my wall, years of ministry, success in people's eyes. I don't want to glory in that. I want to glory in the following. And if you're missing everything in this, please don't miss this. I want to be found faithful. What about you? Do you want to be found faithful? End of the day, end of your life. Will God look at you and say, man, that teenager, that adult, that man, that woman, that young person, it was faithful. I want to be faithful not consumed in myself. We are never closer to failure than during our successes. If you fail to recognize God in your achievements, they are not better than failures. You know, we've got to acknowledge God in victories of life, valleys of life, achievements, and struggles. So he was consumed in himself and careless towards the things of God. And we also note something. Check out 16. Let me me reflect just for a moment. Notice what happened when pride settled in his heart. When he became strong, his heart was so proud that he acted corruptly. He was unfaithful to the Lord his God. He entered the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of incense. Now, you may just gloss over that verse. I'm not going to gloss over that verse. This was a king who wanted to be a priest. (laughs) This is a king who thought he was entitled to say, well, you know what? I can just walk right into the temple and now I can be whatever I want to be. I want to be a priest. So that's what I'm going to do. And that was wrong. 
Then Azariah the priest entered after him, and with him eighty priests of the Lord, valiant men. And they opposed Uzziah the king and said to him, It is not for you, Uzziah, to burn incense to the Lord. Who do you think you are? (laughs) Who do you think you are if you're living your life apart from the Lord, thinking, you know, I've done all, all my work ethic. That's why I have what I have. That's where I am. And you fail to give God the glory. Notice what could happen. God's blessings will leave you. Uzziah, with a censer in his hand for burning incense, was enraged, being confronted. And while he was enraged with the priest, the leprosy broke out on his forehead before the priest. So he received leprosy. And Azariah, the chief priest, and all the priests in 20 looked at him. And behold, he was leprous on his forehead. And they hurried him out of there. And he himself also hastened to get out because the Lord had smitten him. This is a man who started so well. This is a man who had so much, so much fame and success and effectiveness, yet he lost it all. Why? Because he lost focus of God. I don't want us to lose focus. Mom, Dad, I don't want you to lose focus with your home, your family. Deacons, Sunday school teachers, I mean Christians, let us not lose our focus of why we are here. It's to make him known, not us. And Uzziah had to receive that. I want you to look at 22. You know, remember as I close out, I, I was talking about epitaphs and I was talking about one-liners and maybe phrases that people put in obituary readings or on a tombstone. You want to know Uzziah's epitaph? Check out 26. He was a leper. He was a leper. Which means, man, he didn't finish his race well. He started well, but he would not be remembered concerning all the achievements and the accolades, and he was a military strategist, and he built buildings and fortified cities, the corners of Israel. I mean, he had it all together, but what would he be remembered as? He was a leper. You know, I want to be remembered as a faithful man of God who loved God and did all that I could with what I had. And I hope that's you. Because if we're not careful, it's like, it's like the devil. I mean, he became prideful. He wanted to be on the level of God, and he had quite the fall. I can give you other men and women in Scripture who started well but did not finish well. Finish the race well. And if you don't have a relationship with Jesus this morning, finish your race. Don't be like Uzziah. Well, you know, for a few years was thriving, but then, boom, out of nowhere, he lost it. Every head is bowed. Every eye is closed. I want to connect to Jesus. You know, it's not my good works that will get me into heaven. It's not my accolades, my degrees. It's nothing more than Jesus Christ and his righteousness. And oh, friend, if you're not a Christian today, would you call on his name? Would you trust him by faith? We are great because he is great. We do well in life because the Lord, the giver of all things, has chosen to bless us. We've got security of heaven in store. We've got the great comforter, the Holy Spirit. He's blessed us beyond measure. But let's make sure we have a relationship with him. So if you don't, would you call on his name through this prayer? Something like this. You pray this. Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. Oh, I know you died for me. Lord, I pray you change my heart. Be Lord of my life. Forgive me for my sins. 
guide me every day. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now listen, if you prayed that, if you prayed that prayer, and I believe it with all my heart, on the authority of the Word of God, God just saved you. Oh, God saved your soul. And I'm going to invite you during this invitation to make it public. You come down here if you just trusted Jesus and you stand by me. And you don't have to make a speech. It's just acknowledging you just received the greatest gift ever. And if you're a family, you need to identify with our church. I'm going to invite you right now. I'm going to invite you to come down as Ashley plays. And you join our church. You don't have to speak but we'd love for you to join. God is building something special here. God is adding to our number. He's changing lives. We'd love for you to be a part of it. Father, move in this time. Move in this place, Lord. And God, I pray you would save people. I pray you would add to our number. And Lord, I pray that we continue to make disciples. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Let's stand. We would like to help you take your next steps spiritually. Visit our website, fbcfairview.org, to learn more about First Baptist Church Fairview. Thank you for listening.